boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammerlock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. I have to warn you, I'm fired up. I just talked about the Winnipeg hockey team, and both Chris and, and Jeff have rolled their eyes and said, we're talking wrestling, not hockey. And you're sending tweets about it, too. That's a wrestling account. We're talking. You're talking hockey on the beach. You know why? I, this actually, by the way, episode fifty-two. Congratulations. Fifty-one. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's not. It's not celebrate the good times of one year yet. Oh, That's yeah, okay. next week. It's episode fifty-one, and I'm going to draw parallels to local wrestling marketing and and in this case the NHL. The Winnipeg Jets released a video voiced over by Kenny Omega, by the way. So if you want to watch it, we're going to share it to our social media, even though we don't talk about hockey on here. (laughs) Kenny Omega voices over this video that has an ominous undertone of threatening the fan base that if you don't buy season tickets, the Winnipeg Jets would leave. I once thought about trying that in WFX in 2010, saying to fans, listen, if you don't buy every ticket, we could never support running it with this caliber of crew. And I knew it was a bad idea because don't threaten people to support your business or you will stop operating in business. Don't ever let anybody get that impression that that's what you're saying, right? Could you imagine right now if WWE, under the new merged partnership with with, um, Endeavor, said, you better buy the pay-per-views or we're just going to stop running pay-per-views. The wrestling fans would stop. They wouldn't buy the pay-per-view. They would say, screw you, fire Vince, and they would protest it. You'd be giving them the thing that they need to protest. What what happened in this case was, it's called emotional blackmail is actually what it is. If you love us, you will spend money with us. That's what they tried to say. I just don't think that would work in the wrestling world. Now, you know one promoter who might have to say this at some point? Who? Is everyone's, well, not my favorite, as I hit my mic. <laughs> but definitely producer Chris's favorite. Oh, it's mine. Tony Khan may have to resort to this. Chris's darling. Uh, th- that's what I'm told. <laughs> now, here's why. In an industry that is red hot, How w- hot? piping hot, mm-hmm. WWE's business in every tangible mark is up. It's up in attendances, it's up in TV ratings, it's up in pay-per-view buys, it's up in revenue, it's up in merchandise. Every tangible um, marker, it's Attendance up. in Winnipeg, what are we at now? So, it's up from what I know. Yeah, for sure. As of Monday, last week, I promised I would release it, and it was 6,500 pre-sales in 10 days. And Chris, you said that's all they'd get. I, I, I was completely wrong. Yep. Yeah, I was wrong about that. I thought it was going to be a slog. I thought they were going to be like all elite where they were, it was kind of taking a while. Well, the to, hot brand. I want you to cut the audio of the words, I was completely wrong and have it in a button that you can play regularly. Well, you're, 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 you're not that. used to hearing that. So. <laughs> um, now, another company that's up on every, every uh, gauge, Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Attendance in, in, in um, uh, Windsor for their last set of tapings. Two back-to-back sellouts. Yep, sold out for Rebellion yes, as well. Yes, in Toronto. Pay-per-view buys are up. TV numbers are up. I bet you merchandise is up. Locally. Do they have merchandise? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of question never is seen, that? Never seen it. <laughs> Impact, and, and then locally, CWE from last year. Well, that, I guess it was coming out of the pandemic, but for... That was my prediction too. Do you remember that they would be on fire after the pandemic? Yep. And they are for their business. And all across all the independents in North America, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, we were there and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but we were there a week ago, Saturday Mm -hmm. and 550 people standing room only at the museum, a great venue. We got to get a chair next time. Oh yes. It was a long night. (laughs) Joe Aiello. We left before the main event. Yeah. Just just as the main event was going on. Joe Aiello was there from, from 92 city FM and the show. Great. It was a great show. Uh, Tyler Colton might've been the star of the show in my opinion. That was, I mean, we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to talk about that more deeper. Um, but then at intermission, they announced that they're doing a on sale for their next event at West End Cultural Center, about 350 tickets. May 12th. Less than an violence. hour sellout. 100%. I saw the post that they made online. I went to go and buy the tickets. They were gone already. Yeah, did, so, did, did you see the guys sitting in front of us? Yeah, the, how the, mad the, he was? The, the, what, He's like, oh, mother. Yeah, you know why? Because I saw him say to his <laughs> friends, are we getting the tickets for that? And they, and, and they were... They were humming. One guy was humming and hawing. They wait, they wait, they wait. And then all of a sudden, uh, refer, friend of the show, referee Alphonse, comes by and says, hey, we're sold out. And it was less than an hour yeah. from when they told him. And that guy was piping. Yeah, because now, now he's got to win them on 92 City. Because contrary to what some people will say that it's some sort of worked sellout, this is a legitimate sellout. And I talked to Ben, first time I ever met Ben, he came up and he said, do we know, or I'm not sure if we've ever met before. And you I mean thought, kid, you mean kid? I thought it was Kid Remington. I said, oh yeah, we know each other, aren't you? You're Kid Remington, right? And he's like, no, I'm Ben, the owner. And I was like, oh That'll my. pop, kid, kid Remington, because he listens to the show. Yes, yes. So that, that was, uh, but we're going to talk about it more and deeper. But yeah. so every business, every wrestling company on the planet is up. Except for your friends at All Elite Wrestling, producer. Chris. I don't know why they're my friends. Because you you bleed All Elite. Uh, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> you know what bleeds, Doctor Luther. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, expose, I'm, gonna I'm gonna expose the business here. I've always asked Chris to take a contrary opinion to me. So when you see Chris have to say, "Oh, I'm wrong," it's usually because I'm I'm pretty dialed in. Just ask Spider. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like most times when I say something, I there's something to it. And Chris has to take the contrary opinion. That's why he has to go, oh, I was wrong about that one. Yeah. And if he doesn't say it first, I will say it for him. So Chris, that, don't take it personal. Of it, course not. You've been great, but all elites business <laughs> is down. Oh, yeah. They're not selling out those venues in an hour anymore like they did for the first year. Their TV numbers haven't gone up since CM Punk debuted, even though Adam Cole debuted since then. In fact, cable, uh, people, there's less people with cable in the U.S., so... The ratings are down actually more than they appear. So if the cable subscribers go down, but their numbers stay at 900,000, wouldn't that mean that the rating would go up? No, there's like less homes that have cable. So like technically, if you looked at those numbers from, you know, a few years ago, yeah, the numbers now are not impressive. Okay, okay. So here's the re- let's talk reasons why AEW's business isn't hot, isn't hot. There are some very obvious reasons. One, they promote chaos to try to develop their storylines. The biggest one of all is CM Punk. Dave Meltzer released a video today, and I'll, pu- I'll release it to social media. He talks about why they're talking about CM Punk, and he's like, he seems perplexed. He's like, you know, this could have all been avoided if CM Punk had have been suspended after he went on the stick and shot on... on um, Adam Page or Adam Adam Page. Yeah, Adam Page. Adam Page yeah. 
but except he had a reason to shoot on Adam Page because Adam Page shot on him first. And, well, it could have been avoided if they'd punished him then and, and sat him down for a couple weeks. Okay, Dave. Yeah, good point. Except, Dave, you are the only person in the world that believes there was actually a shoot. Oh, sorry, you guys do too. <laughs> there was not a shoot. They're talking about it now because they're building the anticipation for the return of CM but Punk. I don't care about CM Punk. I don't care if he comes back. And I don't, You I think are I'll, of the minority. Do people really care if CM Punk comes back? Is, are people going to get behind CM Punk? Okay, so yes, are all the fanboys in AEW going to cheer for this guy after will. people think he, quote-unquote, screwed them over? Okay, but wait one second. When he debuted, that's when they hit their peak. and then In August of 21. Yes, and or, then by August yeah. of 20, or late is November of 22, he leaves, and they've been... It hasn't been a strong run since then. They need his star power, and they have a ready-made angle. Yeah, I'm not disputing. He has the star power, because for sure. Okay, so you have two options right now. You're going to do Elite and Kenny Omega against John Moxley. John Moxley is not—he's not pushed the needle forward. No. Okay. So, or you could then pivot and go CM Punk and and even Dax was talking about this and FTR. Yeah, yes. You have way more money in that. So doing FTR and CM Punk against at, the Elite at yes, Wembley, but you have, but uh, you could do it anywhere. Wembley, you you well, really need something big because I would not do gonna, Osprey Omega. Well, I, I think that do that as well. Going to happen for sure. How do you do Omega working twice in two feature matches? I don't know. Do well, lots of guys have worked two matches in a night. Get that button oh. ready for I was wrong. No, uh, <laughs> nobody's worked two matches in a night? You you wouldn't do that to Omega because if he's going to work Osprey, he is going to have to do a thirty to forty. Five minute class. Yeah, but what do you think moves the needle for that Wembley show? That Osprey, six man, who's from London, I agree. against Omega. I agree. Now that that Osprey match with Omega or that six man. I say it's the Osprey. Match. I think you do the six man in in the states. You could do the next weekend at All Out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You do not worry about England as the place for CM Punk to make his impact. That is straight up. That is. Let me serve that to you on a platter. Davy Boy Brett is Omega versus Osprey. Oh, remember, there's they're already going into London for Money in the Bank the month before. Yeah, you got so, to add a lot of value to that Wembley show. It's a it's a gigantic arena, and they want to sell it out. It's what eighty three thousand. They're not going to sell it out. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, we're not talking about if they'll they get are. a good crowd. We're, just, we're talking about what they want. I, I am yeah. smiling so big right now because I I almost thanks tips too on that comment. They're running an eighty three thousand seat venue. Of course, they got to up the value. But how they up the value isn't their angles that they do on TV every week, how they up the ang- the ante is Will Osprey being the big, the big uh, yeah. feature and some other European talent that will translate to London, England. That's what worked for WWE for years. That's why WCW took Davey Boy Smith to, to you're England. Not, you're not wrong. I you're hardly not, ever am. You're not wrong about that, but you, 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 you sort of revealed it right there. You said some other talent. You don't even have one off the top of your head, and I'm not saying... Give me two minutes. You don't have one off the top of your head that would move the needle. William Regal could be released by That's WWE. That's not going to move the needle. William Regal would would help How the about needle. Nigel McGuinness. Nigel's there. He could get cleared. Yeah. Stranger things have happened with uh, Brian Danielson. He doesn't necessarily need to be cleared. He just needs to be a part of selling the show. Well, that's Harry, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. They're, the Billington Bulldogs. Maybe there is I don't know so if Davey much Boy Smith talent. Junior would do it. But there there is so much talent from the UK that if AEW was to sprinkle them properly, it would it would draw. Maybe and a Marty I think that's Skrull what they're going to do. I don't know if they can. He's been canceled pretty hardcore. Yeah, but 
It's too bad because that, that is too bad because vil- he didn't deserve that. And that villains, yeah, you know, villains tr- trios that they were doing in ROH was the was way good. the way you do it right. Marty Scroll was over. Yeah, yeah. Well, crazy. Right. If you can figure out a way to sell him without looking like you're condoning something, then absolutely. That's we're talking about one particular show. How do they improve? Right now, the number one thing that they have to do is someone like Jericho, Omega. Um, it's got to be somebody that's got so much clout in that company has to sit there and say, Tony Khan, you are not going on TV again. Not this year. It won't Maybe be, not it won't ever. Be Jericho. It could be Jericho. But I don't think it will be. Because Why wouldn't it be Jericho? Did you not just see the tweet like today where he said, we book things very smart? First and foremost, no, I didn't see that tweet. So th- thank you for drawing my attention to yeah. it. I didn't see the tweet. Who said that? They booked Jericho. Jericho was talking about Wembley and all elite and whatnot. And he said, we book things very smart here. Like literally that those are, it felt like a something Trump would say. That's gotta be a rib. Yeah, no, but he says that for public consumption, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't sit there with Tony Khan and say, listen, Tony, seriously, you are not translating with the live audience. When you go out in front of the live audience and your pre-taped stuff sounds terrible. What are they doing? What are they building for the next pay-per-view? I think we're basically inside a month for double or nothing. And is it, are they doing that four way match for the, do they need to build anything? And I asked that facetiously. Well, I'm just saying, right? Like, where are we going? Is it MJF against um, Allen, Jungle Boy, and uh, if, Sammy? If that's that what, what they're, they're building towards, they've built it badly. I, I, yeah, I agree. Because not one of those guys, unless they're going to do an upset and get the belt, they're not, they're not going to take the belt out of MJF. I just feel so bad for MJF because it's been such a, uh, he's good as a champion, but it's just been a fart because of the booking. Uh, every time they get a guy to the top of the mountain, they don't know what to do when they get the guy yeah. there. And that's the difference between All Elite and WWE. WWE knows how to make Roman Reigns seem like the best ever. They've had the embarrassment of riches in All Elite. They had Wardlow. They flushed that down the drain. Hook. They, they had Hook Hot. <laughs> they flushed that down the drain. They had... Um, Brian Danielson. Um, Adam Cole. What's his name? CM Punk. Oh. How about even a guy like Keith Lee? And somehow they Keith all... Keith Lee was over, and now he shows up. He looks like 100 years old. He's wearing a Batman and cape. And somehow they always know how to get back to Adam... Pay, Adam Hangman Page and John Moxley. Yeah, it's like they think those two are the it, Tony. Con, they must be the two nicest guys to, to Tony Khan because he will run with them through fire, even though there is nothing with Hangman Page. There's nothing there. That that jobbing out Kenny Omega's title run to go to Hangman Page did nothing for that company because when they went to Omega as their champion, people cared. When Jericho was the champion, people cared. They never, Jericho should just now be losing the title as the first champion because that's how you establish a dominant championship is a guy that can hold it and walk through glass, walk through fire, walk through ice. He's got to be able to go through it all, just like Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what All Elite needs to do They've got all the talent in the world. This is not a talent issue. I would say on depth chart. Too much talent. Exactly. They have so much talent. They now need to say, okay, Tony, you need to change creative. They can't get Paul Heyman. It will never happen. Uh, But there has to be somebody they can get who instinct. I've said it many times. You've got to be an instinctive booker. You need to know, okay, there's money with this matchup. Then this guy's going to win. And then his next matchup, there's money in that matchup. You should be able to map out three money matches a year just on instinct. What about like Hunt, Hunter Johnson? I mean, he's on, wasn't he with Ring of Honor? And Is he? He's probably unemployed. Terry Taylor? Or, 
Terry no. Taylor's in NXT. No, but what I Is mean, I mean like a booker. And and Delirious was Ring of Honor for a long time. And built a lot of money matches. Yeah, so I thought he did he did pretty good. <sighs> but he, I mean, like, I mean, that's just, I'm just throwing out a name. It's got to be somebody. And he's a guy who's been able to, again, at a lower level, but he's been able to kind of have that slow build, that slow burn. So like, I'm going to give you a t- an idea, and it won't happen. But if I was Tony Khan, because he's got an infinite amount of resources, and I could scoop one guy, I don't think he could get Heyman, because Heyman's too tied in with Lesnar no and Reigns. And he is never going to leave those two guys. I would go to Adam Pierce, And I would Mm. say, when's your deal up? I want you to be the president of my company. And you're going to have a level of autonomy like Dana White has with UFC, like Triple H should have with WWE, like Scott Demore has with Impact. So he would be booking the show? He would be running the company. I don't know. Adam Pierce is a genius. I worked with him. I only knew him briefly in 2010. I used to wrestle with him when he first broke in, when he had long hair in Michigan. He is an extremely smart man. He was the last leg of credibility before Billy Corgan on the NWA yeah. world title. He, nobody thought he was ever going to go to, he was the ring of honor booker at a time in 08. Mm-hmm. He, nobody thought he had a future in WWE and then he just went to be an agent and he is so polished and he is so, he knows how to exist in that world. It is official. He is that good. If you wanted a guy and he's never going to be that guy in WWE, why not make a run at him if you're Tony Khan? Find out when his deal's up and make him the president of your company. And I've thought about this a lot over the last week because I talked about it a week ago. Well, they got Pat Buck recently. Pat Buck's another guy. Give him a little bit more. You got to go to somebody with a level of authority. And well, a, what does the president do? Give him the same type of power that Scott Demore has at Impact. Well, it's in like... Tony Schiavone doing a little bit of that. Not, and Tony Khan has not never wanted to give up that kind of power. But Tony Khan was at the top of the mountain, and he, if he stays in charge, he will never get even three-quarters of the way back up that mountain. And remember, Tony Khan, he just doesn't do wrestling. Like he's well, yes, doing, he's a hardworking guy. He's got NFL. He's got soccer. I, mean, I actually like, wouldn't be surprised if Daddy didn't give him the money to run wrestling so he could get him out of the NFL and the soccer team. Focus on the toy. But like, think about how much time, just the wrestling aspect. He's writing five hours of TV and he's the main and only writer. Yeah. It is a disaster. And that's why I say if he could land Adam Pierce and gave him the type of autonomy, that company would, trust me, there wouldn't be locker room shoots because Adam Pierce has been around long enough to know exactly how you manage the locker room. Oh, so you're saying it is a shoot now? No. Oh, wait a second. Oh. I think he got caught What's here. happening? Oh, what happened here? Flip flop. I think that oh, the, he's got he's got to load he's got to load the program now. <laughs> well, because I sometimes <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you listen to fifty episodes, there's times where I talk without even thinking. I go he's, he's, off got the, he's got the blue screen of death. I'm just working now. the full. I, I want to be fully cocked when I say <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. Okay. It was a work, but it was a work that actually compromised the credibility of the company. And the owner. I don't even give a shit about that CM Punk stuff. I, I'm so no. tired of CM Punk. He's like, he's like a 45 year old skinny fat guy. I mean, yeah, he's a name. Yeah, he might move the needle. I honestly think the fans would shit all over him if he came back. And the worst part is, he's supposed to be off TV, so the fans miss him. So when he comes back, it it explodes. Yeah. And, then, and now he's saying like, oh, I tell like I miss wrestling. I miss the fans. Like, how about this? How about you don't be an unprofessional fuck? Wait and a then second, you don't though. Wait a second. What made him the unprofessional one in this? For airing his grievances publicly in a press conference when he should have done it backstage or in private. And MJF doesn't do that? 
That's or was a, that a work? Was one a work and the other was a shoot? I think, well, the, I think MJF's character is, he's you, kind of playing that so character. So why couldn't CM Punk do that? Well, that's not CM Punk's character. Listeners, you Listen, see what's, what's happening now, Mike, has turned the tables back. I, I've, like, I've said it before. I agree with everything CM Punk said. Yes. 100%. Exactly. Wrong avenue yeah. to do it in. Except that if CM Punk, because uh, if this was a work and CM Punk, I uh, thought at the end of this, he could come out like Brian Pillman being a loose cannon. Someone that you have to watch because you don't know what he's no, going to do I don't next. Think that's, I think they're looking at it is that we owe this guy a lot of money. He's a name. We got to find a way to make it work. I think that's basically what. what so if this had been a shoot back in whatever month it was, Tony Khan has more than enough money to fire him and pay out the contract. Sure he does. Sure he does. But I think he's trying to. And in fact, he owed it if it was a shoot to the Bucks and Kenny Omega to say, "Hey, you're my ponies. I'm da- I'm riding with you guys." Do you think those guys, even if Tony wants to bring CM Punk back, do you think they'd be excited to have him back? Uh, they're going to be working the program with him. But do you think? Okay, so. What what do you think? Do you think they would want to have CM Punk back? If they end up in a match, you're going to have to lean to the to the preponderance of evidence to say it was a work. Because Omega in that match does not make sense unless he was in on it at the beginning. I can never envision a world where Kenny Omega ended up in a locker room shoot and is going to work with that person on a professional level ever again. You know Kenny probably better than me. Or as good. Could you imagine? And he got suspended for six weeks after or more. There's no way in the world. He says, hey, I accept all this. It's good for business. Kenny Omega doesn't care about good for business. Kenny Omega cares what's good for Kenny. Then I don't know if Punk well, comes it would, back. Would be good for Kenny, wouldn't it? To, to pop a big number, get a big paycheck? What's better for Kenny? I think his pay is guaranteed. He, I think Kenny, what's good for Kenny right now is working Will Ospreay, working these matches that he's been doing with Jeff Cobb and the Vikingo guy. Oh, Vikingo. Yeah, yeah. But here's you. the thing. What if Punk comes back and the needle doesn't move? Then there's... Don't improve. Well, that, 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 guys, trouble. I think there's a real possibility of that happening or they could if be, he comes or back. Or there could be viewer disconnect where they're like, I don't like this. That might happen. You're right, because the the, the All Elite fans turned on him after that incident, whether it's a work or shoot or not. They, he, he got turned on hard. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what would happen. If he comes back, I think he will be booed. The, the old school, Except in Chicago. Yeah, the old school fans, like which the, is their number who've one been one. watching forever, saw what he said and were, were like, yeah, I agree okay. with him. So there are two camps now, so I don't know, do you play, if he comes back, do you play the, do you try to play the classic fan versus the new fan, For, anything like that? I don't see people really hungering to see him back, honestly. Yeah. First and I foremost. I am one person who's it, excited about CM Punk maybe coming it, back. Except the name of the game is how much controversy can you create and turn into money. And, that and he, you should be easily able to do it with him. But I'll tell you what's controversial about this company. Didn't Jeff Hardy just get charged with crimes? <laughs> no, he he's he paid like a I think a nine thousand dollar fine for and, something to do with drugs or alcohol. Which one was it? DUIs. Okay, yeah. Why, he, why are they rushing to get him back on TV? And did you see it? He's not very good at his age. I I did not see it. I haven't watched it yet. He, but, um, he, I saw he a video good. of it. He isn't good at his age. You're right. Uh, but he is still. People still love him for some reason. I, I'm he's not, just got that I'm intangible not him, star power. He's different. So does CM Punk. Sorry energy. to break it to you. Well, I, I don't know. Jeff Hardy just was never that. really over with me. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I've never. You are. I've never, th- like. <laughs> he didn't do anything for me either, but it really, so, it doesn't matter. So you're okay. in the minority, like, Mike but listen, Davidson. Listen, it doesn't really matter for me because I'm going to watch it anyways. Yeah. So they don't care what I think because I'm, I'm the dummy who's there every Monday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday watching this shit. No it matter how matter bad how terrible it is. It is yeah. So I'm time there. for us to put a bow on this and here's how I'm going to do it. Boing. Your buddy, Dave Meltzer, is going to try to give 
Tony Khan, Booker of the Year again. Yeah, well, well, the readers voted on it, and I didn't influence the readers. It's just the way. How, can someone do an imitation of Dave Meltzer? I love the AI that does well, it on Gorilla I would have soon. to hold the microphone a certain way. Well, and did this you is, see that video? And this is radio, not yeah. Uh, yeah. television. Uh, 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 yeah. Sound like the D's. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with Dave Meltzer is he'll say, well, the, the readers of the Wrestling Observer voted on it, and he doesn't acknowledge that he influences those readers. Well, Dave actually said Tony Khan didn't deserve it. No. In the wrestling. Triple H deserved yeah, that's what he said. last year by a long shot. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Um, but in 2023 so far, and we're now four and a half months in, Scott Demore deserves it. Yeah. Because Scott Demore got dealt a bad hand last November where a lot of talent wanted to eg- exit. And he, the deal with New Japan and how he's used Kushida and, and so many things. The Josh Alexander segment where he, he's handing back the belt and the kid goes and grabs it and looks like he's heartbroken. It tugs at your heartstrings. It's one of the yeah. best book segments I've ever seen. Scott Demore is doing an outrage, and it's a lot of that's Jimmy Jacobs and his team. But who's coming in for Danny? Yes, coming in for, for Danny. I can say this: Scott Demore deserves Booker of the Year. The worst Booker of the, of the last two years has been Tony Khan. And whatever happens with WWE and they're red hot in Winnipeg and probably red hot everywhere going into SummerSlam. As long as Vince is smart enough not to screw with Triple H and what he's been able to do, that Endeavor thing will work because Triple H has got it figured out on multiple different levels. I think that's how it's going to go. I hope so. I don't think you you brought up an interesting name there though, Jimmy Jimmy Jacobs. Is that somebody that Tony Khan could reach out to? He's not a president. He's a good booker. I don't mean a president, but Booker. Would you would? He's got the new school sensibilities. He knows all the the cool kids. Yeah, but he still wrestles like a wrestler. I don't think you use like Jimmy a as a wrestler. No, no, but I'm not talking about that. I mean, he still gets wrestling, the old school wrestling. He's still. I got that part of the yeah. question, but here's what I would say about Jimmy. He's a good piece. WWE had him. Impact's got him. He would be a great guy, just like Pat Buck. But when I say president of the company, I mean Tony Khan doesn't go on TV anymore. He is the owner, and the president. Adam Pierce is the perfect guy. Yeah, no, I was just talking him. about a piece, a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. That's a guy I would go for because he's... They have knows. many of those pieces, though. Yeah. They just don't lean on those pieces properly. They grabbed William Regal and didn't use him well, what properly. Well, what about the story that nobody listens around there? Like, that's the... That's the, why you bring in a president that has accountability. Yeah. If you're... If, if, I agree. It, like, I'll give you an example in WFX. If there were guys that didn't want to listen to Liam Phillips... They hit a brick wall with me right behind Liam Phillips. Because even if I didn't necessarily know where Liam was going, if I give you the authority to be the main writer and you don't listen to the main writer, I've got to come down on the side of the main writer. You need that guy that's going to say, hey, I will fire you. And and that's not happening with Tony Khan. But that's where we'll right. leave it. Uh, WWE is better than AEW. We know that. And Tony Khan's the worst booker. This episode of the Total Bees Cheese Show is powered by FirstRow.ca, Canada's online collectible store where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, action figures, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Total Bees Cheese Show listener, you can get 10% off your order using the code Bees Cheese. Again, the code is B E E Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, and receive 10% off your order. Firstrow.ca, Canada's online collectible store. The Total Bees She's Show releases new episodes every Monday. Follow the Total Bees She's Show on Twitter at Total Bees She's, on Instagram at Total Bees She's, 
or search us on Facebook, Total Bees She's. Some fun conversations happened and during that break, and now we're back, and let's talk Main Event Munchie Trivia. Last week's winner was the Axe, who also gave pictures of us. And Chris, you have the mustache. Shave the beard, I'm going and to. you have Vince's mustache. I thought I actually looked the best with the pencil mustache. Yeah. Well, i got to be honest with you. Will, you. will you shave down to the pencil mustache? I like to keep a little kind of well-groomed 5 o'clock shadow, and yeah. that's kind of all that I like to do. That's me because that, it's 5 o'clock lazy shadow. That's what I usually do, but it, I've just been lazy, so right. I look like a hobo. So yeah, the, I just clean up the neck and the cheeks yeah. and keep it nice. So the Axe knew the answer. Of who the who the main event at Wembley was supposed to be, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be well in Landover, Maryland. If summer, yeah, Shawn Michaels, but it didn't happen, and <sighs> didn't happen. Yes, but after Lord. last week, Axe is no longer allowed to win within ninety days because that's the second time he won. Or he but can't, you know what he, he said? Give it to me. Yes, he said he will, he, you can have the bag of I should, Yeah, he did. He did message me and say that. <laughs> yeah, he did message. Yeah, me. and, he, and he means it. This right, seems like collusion. Right before we said this, I was like, Yeah, wait a minute. Did, you did come up with give the... me a bag of main event munchies and well, un- Uncle Lightning Dick did too. I know. So man, we got some great. I'll tell you what. Uh, but I, that's how I, good I, the pretzels are. You, everyone wants to give you pretzels. Yeah. Why don't they want to give me pretzels? Well, you guys have been what? here since this is episode fifty-one. You guys have been here since day one. You've had way more bags than I have. I've been out for. I've a had long one time. bag. How many bags have you had? We're not Several. talking. Can't even count. <laughs> exactly. One Several. bag for this guy. Yeah. That's 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 all why right, we. All right, all right. That's why we lock the bags up now. Yeah. All right. So the question this week is. Okay. So. We're talking, of course, we're just out of WrestleMania season next year. WrestleMania 40 is in Philadelphia. I'm trying to tie all this in for the, our listeners out there. And, of course, everybody knows we don't do the Total B-She's show live. Right now, we're recording this on a Thursday. It drops on Monday at 1.47 a.m. or when Mike... <laughs> or when Mike it's supposed to be 12.01. Or when Mike harasses Chris and it gets uploaded. However, here is the trivia. As we're recording... April 13th. We are recording this April 13th, 25 years ago today, 1998, was a very historically significant day for WWE. The question this week is, what was important about this day 25 years ago? April 13th, 1998. You got it. Okay. Where do they send the answers? You can put the answers on Twitter by hashtagging um, main event munchies. munchies. You can slide into our DMs, which is how most people do it. They send it to me on Instagram at and Total they've been, Bees. They've been sending it to me too, and I said, "Hey, I don't look after the answers. You yep. got to talk to the officials." Are you kidding me? I, I I tell them to talk to you. When the axe messaged me, I told them to talk to you. Do you realize that if you get that before I get a winner, we're going to have a conflict? It's going to be like Lex Luger and Bret Hart touching the floor at the same time. There will be an asterisk again. Another yes. asterisk here. No, but we'll we'll compare times. Time okay. So the question is April thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. What about that date is significant for WWE? If we get 15 different answers, we're only looking for one, so you got to guess what the mech is thinking. It's pretty obvious, if you know. All right. It wasn't if obvious. You, know. you two fools couldn't figure well, it out we when we were talking we, about said, it. If, if you know, we don't know. <laughs> okay. <What> do we know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I saw a picture of Dangerous Danny Davis. Yes, I did too. I'm going to release... With uh, Eugene. Okay. That no. picture? No, this is his Facebook profile picture. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm going to be releasing that on social media today. He has not aged well. No. <laughs> I did not recognize him. Was it the picture from him in Florida? 
I don't know. No, it's him on it's his Facebook profile picture. Right? Oh. He doesn't say, here I am sitting in Florida. I saw one with him <laughs> and Nick were standing outside of some place in Florida. Is it recent? Yeah, just oh. like last week. Danny Davis looks interesting. So I'm going to put a picture of Danny da- Davis from WrestleMania 3. And I'm going to put a picture, or that oh, time. Oh, wait, which frame. Danny Davis are we talking about? Oh, you're thinking of Nightmare you, Danny yeah, Davis. Nightmare, <laughs> Nightmare, 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 Nightmare Davis. The owner of, of Ohio Valley. Also has yeah. not aged well. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm thinking of dangerous Danny oh, Davis, the okay. referee. Okay. Yeah. The reason I, I noticed this and it was interesting to me is because Tim White was the first referee to go into the Hall of Fame. I'll argue that, well, it should have been Earl Hebner. I'll argue Mike Kyoda. I would even argue Danny Davis was a more historical, pro- prolific re- referee than Tim White. Just saying. Anyway, so we're going to put that picture up. Now let's talk about our experience with the little darlings of the show. They're darlings. They're so cute. Winnipeg Pro Wrestling did night at the museum Saturday night, April April 8th. 8th. You and I went with our friend Adam West. Yep. What an... What I honestly was so... It was a great time for me. I saw Brad Sarna. I gave him his main event munchies there. I met Brad Sarna. Great guy. Uh, I saw... What, what did he say? The smartest move you ever did? Was adding the Mecca to the show. There yeah. you go. Yes, he said, you know, insight... <laughs> Just got to put himself Fact- over? Absolutely. Yeah, Somebody, got You know what he said that is because your factual knowledge is better than mine. Yeah. And it gave... It, it helps us when you can correct us when we're way out there, except when you say, see, I'm punk, it was a shoot. And I say, no, that was a work. <laughs> Sorry. See, like some of the episodes, the earlier episodes, I was pulling my hair out when I was listening to you guys yes. have these conversations. I was like... Jeez. Yeah. Could you please fact check? Yes. So you were like the fact checker, geez, wheeze. So when you make your comeback to the wrestling world, I need you to be fact checker, Mecca, geez, wheeze. Go to pro wrestling tees. Yeah. Y- yes. So here's what I'll tell you. I have a lot of thoughts about the WPW. Yeah. Show. And let's get into it. We're going to talk about something else as well, but let's talk WPW. What was your, what would you grade the show out of five stars? Well, five stars, I guess I would give it, I give it four. Okay. I thought that uh, I love the venue. It's amazing that these guys were able to come up with this idea for this venue, or I don't know, like the place has been there millions of years. Like, why haven't anybody else run there? Yeah. Um, Again, 550 fans. We were there standing room only. We took a picture. So there was no turnstile, but it was standing room only. There was enough people that I couldn't count them. How long was the line for beer? Insane. Our first, our only trip, we (laughs) waited in line 15 minutes and they were serving fast. Yeah. Like there was nothing holding it up. A lot of beer. I thought that the venue was beautiful, but I thought it lost a little uh, intimacy. Yeah. I thought that the crowd was a little more uh, subdued. Um, So I thought my personal preference, if I was those guys, I would only run Alloway Hall at the museum for their quote-unquote big shows, I would stick to the West End Cultural Center. I like the idea of a small, jam-packed, more intimate, loud fan base. And then when you have like a bigger show, you run there. Um, I thought the matches, they... Okay, first of all, we need to talk about the the main match, which was uh, James Corba and Tyler Colton against AJ and Chad Daniels. That match, I'm not a fan of like... Guys like that getting in the ring, and I mean, like, people who aren't wrestlers. Mr. Beautiful. Yes. Never usually fans of that type of situation. However, that was, hands down, the best match on the show. He did amazing. Yeah, he did outstanding by a country mile. That was the best match. All four guys did. Tyler Colton, I tell you what, 
that guy doesn't wrestle that much, but man, he is well paced. He does everything at the right time. He lays his shit in, looks good. AJ, I mean, we've talked about AJ, how good he is. Those two in the ring, just absolutely outstanding. Corbett did, they, he was used perfectly, exactly what they should have done. That was, hands down, the best match on that show. The other matches, I don't know what they're doing in the back for as far as a producer. They badly need a producer. You should, you should be the guy. We talked about this. The opening match, you have your heavyweight champion. What do you go, 35 minutes? Yeah. Against Bobby Shank against the guy from Vancouver. Some guy. Ty, Ty, I can't remember his wherever name. Wherever he was. And that's terrible because he was talented. I just talented didn't, I guy, don't remember his name. You bring the guy in. I understand he probably wants a little bit of ring time. But you know what? What you need to do is you need to you need to give that. That match should have been eight minutes. The champion should have went over strong. And, you know, let the guy get his stuff in. But it's got to be eight minutes. That's it. Yeah. It was way too long. There I think enough, you could have went 12 minutes because it's a title match. Or, or whatever it is. Yeah, but oh, but yeah, it yeah, went yeah. way too long. Yeah. Right? Um, there was another match. I think it was about Richard, Michael Richard Blaze or whatever against... Uh, was that Roth. James Roth? Sam James yeah, Roth. That guy, Roth. it's like, why is he doing all this fancy shit? He's doing getting all these fancy moves. He's a heel. What are you doing? Like... It's making it harder for the baby face. Yes. It made, a, it made it for a good match, and they put Roth over. But, like, then it was like he was, Roth was doing his hot comeback, and then that got cut off again, and it was just really disjointed. The show could have been a lot tighter, and mm. they really need to have somebody in the back there to give these guys some direction and talk to them about what's happening in the ring. I think AJ is the producer, if I'm not mistaken. But he's got too much on his plate. Absolutely. Though, he still sets up the ring, and he yeah. still... And he still like sells his own gimmicks, like. But the thing about it, I I think that show was better than a four. I give it a four four point five. Well, I was going to give it an eight out of ten. Okay, but so, you know, you said get out of five, I gave it a four. How many turnbuckles? Uh, it would be ten and a half turnbuckles out of twelve. All right. Here's what I think. Um, you didn't mention Ch Chad Daniels. His heel work was outstanding. Like I said, the guy is miscast <laughs> as a babyface everywhere else. The reason Corba was so good is because AJ, who's really directing traffic mm -hmm. in the match, laid it out perfectly. Yep. Yep. Tyler Colton does everything right. Not one wasted movement. Uses his power yep. to make him. He's like bro, he's the local version of Brock Lesnar because Agreed. he outsizes everyone with height and size and everything. And he, if I was WPW right now, and not this isn't an indictment on Bobby Shink, but I would get the belt back on AJ using Chad Daniels as the as the, the conduit. Yeah, like Diesel was Shawn Mike, or like that kind of thing. So you get get the championship back on AJ, and then I would go money with with uh, Tyler Colton versus AJ Sanchez and the chase and do everything to to roadblock Colton getting the belt from AJ. You can't have. Tyler Colton chase AJ for the belt, or you can't have him chase Bobby Shink. The problem with Bobby Shink, and I love Bobby Shink, but there isn't a vulnerability there. 
He's he's not he's not seen as the superhuman in strength. He's a baby face who gets over using it's like Steve Austin with beer, but Steve Austin also had the stunner. Steve Austin also had the believability factor that yeah. he could outbrawl everybody. It's a little too much with the syrup. It's and always character driven to the syrup. It's a little bit. Hokey. It's like yeah, and I it's, mean, it's funny. Yeah, I get it. It's right? like Orange Cassidy of their roster is their heavyweight champion, which is no problem because he should be bumping and selling until he gets the syrup, which is what he did for what was the guy's name. You're asking the wrong guy. I wasn't at the show. Which Okay, anyway, so um, <laughs> let's move on from that. Anyway, the, the other thing was, the, the other match, they had that four-way match or five-way match where Cheeks got injured. I saw Cheeks in the hallway after he actually got a concussion. Oh, man. So they, like, which is why they he couldn't do the match. Yeah. But the guy that attacked him with the chair... Why would you not put that guy over in that match? Because he kind of did the underhanded thing, or maybe even didn't have, they put Mo Jabari over? Somebody who wasn't it I wasn't they the put guy Mo who, over. Yeah, yeah. Which is he's a phenomenal talent. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Wrestled in Calgary the night before for Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I probably would have put the guy who screwed Cheeks out, or maybe even have Cheeks come out and cost that guy the match, and Mo wins. Yeah. There's a lot of different things, but again. You need to have somebody in there who's polished, who can kind of see the landscape, what you're doing. I thought strong card again. The work was good. The presentation was good. I thought it was a little long. It was a little long. Seven we left, matches. We left before the main event. Yeah, it was way long. Yeah, it was we like, didn't see Jody threat against the uh, Silesia Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I would have liked to see Silesia. I haven't seen her in like years and years, and that that was a good get by them. Yeah, but it went too long. The matches could have been tightened up. Kept the show a little bit tighter. I agree that they need a, a guy that's really on top of their run sheet and segment, yep. segment, segment. Too disjointed. You're the guy, though, because I think you're the... And you always are bashful about this. But you are you understand how to talk to today's athlete and not, like... Remember, in 2010, I ran the locker room with an iron fist. Today's wrestler could never handle that. I think you're the guy that could say, okay, guys, that first match went heavy. We're going to go light. We're going to be heavy on action in the second one and work the crowd and get the crowd right back up. But I would never book that match, that first match, the way that it is. I would have never no, booked you would, that. And if they came back after it, you would have held them give, accountable. I would give them shit yeah, So they did that. So that was that. Winnipeg Pro, but, red hot. They yeah, announced, Great job, though, yeah, by the way. Great, great job They overall. announced May 12th is, is the True next Violence. Show. Yeah, yep. West End Cultural Center. Don't try to buy tickets. It's sold out in less than an hour. But listen to 92 City FM, and perhaps you can win a pair. Now, I'm going to ask you one last question about WPW before we move on to talk about Dungeon. Um, should they increase their schedule because they have an insatiable amount of demand and such a fixed level of of uh, supply? If it was my company, the answer would be no. I think they're actually running a little too often. Then they got to run bigger venues. I think. I think no. I think you keep the you always keep the crowd wanting more. Keep it as a harder ticket to get. Use the PWG model. You will be the Winnipeg Jets of professional wrestling if you keep it where the where you keep, where you you have no way to grow if you keep doing these sellouts at, in front of three hundred and fifty people. But you do the big show. You do like uh, the, Burton the, Cummings. Well, we they've let that cat out of the bag. So I mean, maybe that's like maybe that's their WrestleMania. And then you do maybe a SummerSlam type show or a Royal Rumble type show at Alloway Hall yep. and fill the rest of them at the West End. Cultural yeah, I would Center. unite at the Museum 2 next year at Alloway Hall. I would not make that a regular venue. Um, it's just 
you they really benefit at West End Cultural Center. The dark walls mm-hmm. add a lot, and so does the overhang. Well, how did your conversation with Ben go there? I couldn't really hear what you guys were saying. I was trying to eaves, eavesdrop, like a stooge off to I, somebody. Not that they're darlings of mine, but I really love talking to Ben and Devin because they're two promoters who are clearly fans. Yeah, and Devin, kind enough to send me a, yeah. an email the next day. Hey, thanks for coming, yeah. and hey, thanks for having they us. They are yeah, polite beyond belief. They, they're not from the wrestling business. Nothing is ever a work or a slimy but, with them. Hold on. While not you, that wrestling promoters are slimy. While but you I, mention that, I want to say something real quick. I talked to somebody at Impact Wrestling this weekend, and when we talk about bringing a show into Winnipeg and partnering with somebody... Their name came up. Yeah, they're on the radar thanks to Jericho. So they are on the radar, not yeah. thanks to Jericho. No, they are on the radar. So I, I had indicated to them, I was just, I talked to them on the Saturday. I went to the show last night and I talked to this person. I talked about all the good things that they're doing and they said the best thing. For everybody who says, oh, you know, these marks who get in the business and they want to run shows, blah, 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 because, you know, they were fans, like we said. Yeah. Their thought was, you know what? Sometimes you need people who weren't in the business who were fans to keep the shit fresh yep. to keep the perspective different. So it's not done the same old formulaic way. Yeah. So yep. I talked to them about all the good things that they're doing and they said, Hey, you know what? That's awesome. I hate to break it to you. I actually pitched to Leonard Asper in October that he should, that they should, that they should collaborate with WPW and have WPW have three matches with their referee and their talent underneath an Impact show, and then give a tryout to one of their guys against Impact on TV. But whether that ever comes to fruition or not won't be you or me who decides that. That's going to be WPW, and that's going to be Impact. It wouldn't shock me if Impact Wrestling comes to Winnipeg in 2023. Careful what you say. (laughs) wouldn't shock me. No, I think it's getting closer and closer. Uh, I think the thing that makes that one unsure would be if um, WWE comes in August and Impact and All Elite comes back in November, and if Impact can't get the date in September or October that they're going to want because they're going to want a buffer zone, they're not going to want to come in right when WWE when Raw's here or when or when All Elite is here. I but you know what? I think and I don't think they should do December because they're not the it's December is a tough month. But I think if they partner with somebody who, let, let's call it the way it is, WPW has established with their fan base. F- fuck, I don't think, they could draw They could draw on a Christmas day. I think there's actually a chance, though, that CWE might be in the in the cards for Impact because that's why Jimmy Jacobs is coming in, right? Yeah. So who knows? But anyway, moving on from WPW, I give them four and a half stars, you give them four. Chris missed the show. Um, what about Dungeon Wrestling doing on April seventh, mm-hmm. the Friday, you see the running picture? the Victoria Pavilion. Oh God, it looks like a major yeah. league. Looked like yeah. the old days, you yeah. know. There's like what nine hundred people. More there? than nine. That's closer to a thousand. It and just looks great. Yeah, yeah, it's the right venue. Nick Aldis was in the main event, right? Yeah, he's yeah. the everywhere champion. Guess who the Booker is? Who? Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh really? I actually have a picture of Brett going over the tag match with the Bollywood Boys and the Billington Bulldogs. So he is officially the Booker slash matchmaker. Great, <laughs> big fan of uh, A A E W. Brett the Hitman. Yeah, huge, <laughs> huge fan. Oh, yeah, he's you causing heat. Stuff this week. <laughs> the thing about Brett being, even if he's just a figurehead, even if he's only helping with one or two segments, and I think he's actually more hands-on than that, is I now 
revise what I said at the beginning of the year, that Nation Extreme Wrestling was the number one contender to get national TV in Canada. It is dungeon wrestling and big time. If they can, if they can create a schedule where they can produce TV and Bret Hart is the, the figurehead, they will get TV sooner than later. You know, it's cool. I'm actually heading out to Calgary in July. And I think they have the show during Stampede. And or I'll, no, did they give that show to All Elite? I maybe? will be there during Stampede. Yeah. So I, I have to go there on business. So I'm going to hope that there's a show. I might not be able to be on the B-She's road trip Uh-oh. if there is one. Well, the, the bus, bus trip. trip. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, that one's we, tricky because I can't get anyone from AEW tickets to tell me what it's going to take to get the tickets into the package. Yeah. Frustrating. We're working on it. Yeah. Well, more it's, to come. it's more of them than me. But I will be in Calgary in July. So Dan, a good friend of the show, uh, he's been talking. He this loves week. pizza. You guys can go we're, for pizza. We have a date booked. So what are you doing in Calgary? I'm just there on business. I'm supposed to go in August for the Bombers against the Stampede. During Stampede, I'll that'll be, be there, a nightmare. I'll be there July 10th through 12th. And it's, uh, I could tell you the hotel prices. Are I'm you glad flying? I'm not, yeah, I'm flying. I'm, gr- I'm glad I'm not paying for the hotel prices. Because we can get you to Regina on the 8th and you, you can just listen, drive the rest of the way. I just got back from the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays uh, home opener and uh, two nights ago. And we were sitting in the seventh row. I won't even tell you what those seats cost. But the hotel for one night was $868 oh for one night. <laughs> so That's my cell. Yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah, so Calgary I'm sure during Stampede, well, I'm sure it won't be that bad, but it's going to be bad. So the dungeon roster has Mojabari, it has the Bollywood Boys, it's got the Billington Bulldogs, it's got Davy Boy Smith Jr. Billington Bulldogs great debut in Winnipeg. Did I say Billington Boys or Bulldogs? No, you said Billington Bulldogs. Oh, Billington yeah, they Bulldogs. took on yeah, Red Hot Bollywood Summer. Boys. Yeah. I actually thought that match. I I liked what I, the end. I, it fell off went, a cliff. Something went soft in the fi- in the finish. Again, you need to have somebody give these guys direction because mm. the end just happened and people were like they weren't ready for it. Yeah, I like, think it was to make it an upset, and I think it it just yeah. came out of nowhere. Remember, you and I looked at each other and go, "Well, that fell off a cliff." Well, because I <laughs> like, actually thought I actually thought you would put depending on if you have the bulldogs coming back. Yeah, you might put them over. Yeah, because of their credibility. Right, but they put Red Hot Summer over. I really like Sam. Pepper's work, yep. his crowd work, and yep. he's got some size, yep. um, and he loves the business. Um, but yeah, so Bulldogs are on there. Um, Nick Aldis is the champion. What was the main event for that show? I'm not sure. I think it was Aldis defended the title. Did he defend the title against Chris Adonis? I'm not or was sure. that the last show? I don't know what the lineup was. Um, Clearly it doesn't matter because there was a thousand people there, so yeah, they're doing something what, right. Yeah, so they're, well they become done. just It's amazing, and that's what I wanted to... T- we were going to have a guest today, and I wanted to talk about this. In every market right now, there's one that's doing different than everyone else. Well, top talent is tonight in Edmonton, yeah, too. Right? And they'll do well. They'll, they've, filled their, they've filled their venue every show so far. Yep. So congratulations... I congratulate the promoters, sure. but I also thank the fans for getting so engaged in local independent wrestling. It's amazing. It's, it's long overdue and it's, you know, like they think it's cool and they're supporting it. WPW didn't have a big name. Nobody's heard of Jody threat, right? It's not like she's an indie darling that they, not our darling anyways. No, but like, it's not like nine out of 10 wrestling fans knew who she is. No. It's it's not about the name for WPW. It's the name and the brand WPW that's become the in thing with the wrestling fans and even non wrestling fans. I, I there was a lot the, of non fans there. I told this guy at Impact Wrestling. I said to him, "I'd like you to ask Jody Threat what she thinks of the WPW shows." 
I said to him, get an honest opinion from her. I would love, I would love to see what you, what she tells you yeah. and then report back to me what she says. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully Stay we'll get tuned. that report soon. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're going to leave it. Brett, the Hitman Hart is the booker of dungeon wrestling. And I believe, and when this turns out to be right, spider, give me a pat on the back, but I believe dungeon wrestling as early as September or October this year could end up with national TV. I don't know what network it'll be, but I don't think it's going to be a sports network. I think it's going to be an actual television network. And I think that because it's Calgary and the hearts are associated to it, it's closer than you think. I think maybe like TSN or something like no, that. No, I think it's going to be a, like a global, something maybe like global, maybe yeah. CTV, maybe I don't think it'll be Rogers. Like, I don't think it'll be city TV, but I think they'll have a weekend time slot for, and it, because it fits the CanCon model. Yeah. I think uh, Shaw owns, does Shaw own global still? Is that how that is? No, it's core. Th- that's okay. been divested. Shaw and Shaw and Rogers are now, um, together. The okay, same, so one maybe, company. yeah, it, and Shaw's now owned by Rogers, right? Correct. Okay, gotcha. So then I think it would probably be like, is Chorus from Alberta? Uh, I don't know where they're based, to be okay, honest. Okay, so either way. I believe way, Toronto, actually. Yeah, somehow I believe they're going to end up with a national TV deal. And I'm excited for them because they're doing everything right. And, and but there, it's it's that way across the country right now. Wrestling fans are, are really guiding this ship. Are we talking about anything else local? Is, is, yeah, Do you have something? Well, we were we we didn't talk about the three D pro wrestling show. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple uh, of weeks uh, ago, I told you, uh, 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 I told you, I will never call it three D pro wrestling, and I emphatically th- say that you can't call it that. How about three D wrestling? Three D three D garbage wrestling. <laughs> Just call it three D pro. Well, you apparently, know? I mean, there's no, some videos no. online. Of some matches, which I have not Released watched Released by the company with have, a video videographer. Okay, so I have not watched them yet. I will watch them just to see what they are. I had not had time this week, but I mean, all sorts of, I mean, so again, this was why when you invited the promoter to come on the he show. He should have come on and explained his vision. He should have came on. I would have given him a fair shake. You could have easy, easily said what the show actually was for everybody listening. It was apparently concert, like a band, a match, a band, a match, a band. So it wasn't even a wrestling show. It was basically a concert with wrestling kind of sprinkled intermittently. A concert with a street fight in between each. You <laughs> well, can't sure. call it wrestling without sure. a ring. But I mean, like, that is actually, that's actually, I don't know if acceptable is the right word, but I can understand that kind of what they're trying to do there. I still think it's foolish. I still wouldn't partake in this. Apparently, we've heard the rumors that there are a bunch of other Americans that were booked and they were debooked last minute and some of the bands weren't paid or something like that. These are all rumors, nothing we have confirmed, but that's stuff that we've heard floating around out there. But I mean, if the guy would have come on... I Do split- they have another date booked? I haven't seen anything. No, but I saw... I sent it to they you. They said ex- they were returning to the to, ring. They're, they're excited that they're going to return to a ring, so... Uh, whether that's mats and four, three you, posts around a wall or if that's actually a wrestling ring. Okay, somebody so, tell me, I think I Rob ran into Oz this week, uh, ATM, Anderson Tyson Moore, and I think he had indicated to me that Stefan Epic, is that was his retirement? Yes, yeah, he, retired, he retired immediately after, apparently. But I mean, okay. he was retired before too, so who knows? Um, the and last as, thing, as you know, nobody ever retires. The, the, la- <laughs> the last thing I will say is thank you. To all the local wrestlers, if it is at all true, and there, there was a cancellation of a bunch of wrestlers because they announced it online, but thank you to the local wrestlers who didn't bail this idiot out. No, sorry, I'm not going to call him an idiot. He has a vision. I just don't understand it. Thank you to local wrestlers because often, I often come down on you guys for you know selling your own merch and stuff like that. Thank you for not bailing this guy out. 
when he couldn't get talent. Thank you for not saying, hey, I'll do it for $200. Although it would have been good to stiff him up for money and then he would not run again. But thank you. If you were called and you said, uh, I'm not, I'm busy that night, and even if you were pressured by a promoter not to make yourself available, just thank you. Well, look at it this way. Who were on the show? Who on that show works any other promotion? Chevy? Does he? Primos? I think okay. he still does CWE here and there. He does CWE. Yeah, I don't think he does CWE. Bit. I don't think well, he's, he's in and out. Like he's often well, in the doghouse because he's been not reliable. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think for the most part, the people that, I mean, there's, <laughs> when we talk about the people on the show, there was two matches. There's four yeah. people. Frenchy, Frenchy Martin could show up on, like James Martin could show up on anything. Sure. He's good. Yeah. I but don't know he's why he's chosen to endorse that. James Mitchell. Yeah. yeah sorry. James I have Mitchell. no idea why he bothers James with... Martin, Frenchy Martin. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know a problem? <laughs> I have no idea why he does that show. Because like you said, super talented guy, super yeah. entertaining guy. Yeah. Never, ever got on him and I never, ever got on the same page. I don't understand it. Okay. I got um, along with him. Great. Yeah. He, he, a lot of people he gets along with him and I do not like each other. I either. wish, I wish he was in WPW. Um, he'd be, be a great he'd character a great fit, for, WPW. Great fit for WPW. He'd be awesome. Yeah. He'd be, over he'd be a cult hero. He would sell more merch than probably Sweet Bobby Shrink or whatever his name is. Yeah, but it is what it is, and that's it's 3D garbage wrestling. And I'm sorry, Shane, um, you had a chance to come on the show and explain your vision. You went on a you you did try to promote your show by going on other podcasts, and it, you didn't sell out. Like I heard, 80 people, whatever it was. You might be happy with that. You didn't have to pay for a ring. You had to pay for a lot of fluorescent light bulbs that got broken. And I'd heard people say, I got powder in my drink or I had glass in my drink. That's good for the bar. Yeah, somebody said they got cut now from the a problem piece of glass with this, one of the tubes. Now, the problem with this, and That's I wasn't going to talk about this. You took me to a place Uh-oh. I didn't want to go. Oh, steam he's, coming out. Yeah. I'm going to step back now. You could kill the business by getting it shut down from certain venues. All it would take is Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries to see that show. Can you imagine them walking in there, those guys saying, getting hit with okay. guy, guy in a wheelchair, getting hit with yeah. a light bulb. Yeah. Like. Oh, it's professional wrestling, judging by the marquee. Professional wrestling isn't allowed in any liquor establishment. And then Danny's affected. And then it could be you're not allowed to sell liquor at a professional wrestling event. And then WPW is affected. And it could even lead to... Bell, or to Canada Life Center being told that they couldn't sell liquor at a WWE or AEW event. You don't realize it because you're a nobody who doesn't think about that. But you have to think of the consequences. And Epic went out there, Stefan Epic went out there and said, oh, some guy who used to be a promoter is trying to cost me money. If I wanted to get that show shut down, it wouldn't have happened. Trust me on that. I could raise a stink like you wouldn't believe. Somebody we know was gonna, somebody was going to show up but at that show. Let yeah. me tell you. I didn't care what you did. I said this, and I meant it. To our listeners, if you want to support that show, take a picture while you're there. Tell us what you thought about it, good and bad. And what I heard was, I got glass in my drink. And it was entertaining for what it was, but I couldn't do a whole night of it. Good enough. If you get the business shut down, trust me, we're not going to care when you close down. People are going to be closing you down. And you're an idiot. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's go to break. All right, it's time now for the Mary Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken, crave delicious, crave Canadian. Who has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's chicken. Who only uses Manitoba chicken? Mary Brown's chicken. 
And who only uses Manitoba-grown potatoes hand-cut in-store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's coleslaw is made fresh in-store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money-saving deals and even a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. Two questions this week in the Mary Brown's mailbag. First one we're going to from Warren Kowalson. And he says, if one promotion in town offered exclusive deals to six wrestlers, would that be enough to shut down all other local promotions? Who would, who would the picks be for the six guys? Uh, so I guess we'll start off with uh, G's Wees. So basically <laughs> we're saying pick six wrestlers. And would it shut down everybody else? Because I'm guessing he's getting at because they share talent. Yeah, I don't think it would shut down. No, that's not going to no, happen. No, because PCW did it in 01 or 02 with 12, 18 wrestlers, mm-hmm. and there was still competition. Yeah, so, I mean, the six off the top of my head, I think you'd go, uh, well, I'd go Tyler Colton. Yep. AJ Sanchez. Yep. Chad Daniels. Yep. Danny Duggan. Healthy Danny Duggan without the leg injury, yes. Mentolo. Yes. The sixth one, that would be tough. I would, I'm going to go with, uh, I would go with a young guy. I'd go, I'm going to go Cheeks on that number six. Okay. And, Interesting. And yeah, that's who I would, that's who I would pick. That's off the top of my head. I had no n- clue this question was coming, so. <laughs> you did good. Uh, six wrestlers would not make, it would make exclusivity good for the fans because then they have to go for those six. Um, and you have probably the right six. The problem is with Danny being the promoter. Maybe you get you can say he doesn't count because he's the promoter, and you get James Roth in there. Sammy Peppers maybe should be in there. Uh, who we're probably missing one or oh, two. Oh, totally. Yeah, there. like because there's some. Everyone thinks Winnipeg lacks talent. That's complete crap. That's like the there's epitome of, of bees. Yeah. Uh, AJ's done an amazing job training them all. There's an argument that Kevin Chevy still could be a, if he was dialed in and focus could be an amazing uh, exclusive talent. Exclusivity would only work. See, Warren's got a good point. If you were to start exclusivity with six people, other people would follow. And then all of a sudden you have 10 or 12 people exclusive because immediately you want to be exclusive with the best roster. We saw it with PCW. Uh, we saw it with AWE in 2005. So it's just a key of, when that promoter decides he wants to go exclusive, raising the bar to get it there. That's what I would say. Chris, what do you have to say about that? Well, I, th- I think AJ is a good point. He's, he's the guy you go to. And because he's, because like you said, he's trained a lot of these guys that you are talking about as the best guys. He's a guy you want to grab because he can train your future stars. He's so, also the most against exclusivity he, of all the local guys. He is, so it'd be pretty tough to get him to be exclusive. Yeah. Um, he loves freelance. Bob, Bobby Schink, I know you guys you know, kind of poo-pooed the gimmick a little bit. It, like It's a little bit schmaltzy, but I think if he had direction, it could be a pretty hot gimmick because he's pretty hot right now with the syrup. So Bobby Schink would be on there. He's definitely over with the crowd. James sure, Ro- big time. James slash Sam Roth. Yeah. That's a, that's a guy you can... You can book on any show, any day of the week. We, we should do an asterisk and have, if you were to do pick six guys and a trainer, and yeah, I pushed see, yeah. for this, yeah. and I would like, I would ask, and I talked to Anderson Tyson Moore about this, I'd love to see Robbie Royce take a much lesser role in ring and a more active role opening up a training center, That'd be so training good. school, but apparently, from what ATM told me, 
He said he feels like he would get frustrated training guys from scratch. It might be tough, but who better qualified than Robbie Royce, a guy who can, like, you know, this is a physical game, right? Yeah. And he, you know, you, you, you've seen him walk out of the venue after some of these shows. He's pretty beat up. I'd like to see him give back to the business in a different way, help train and cultivate that next level so of talent. So in the late 90s when I was new in the business, Royce was one of the guys who trained. And he was good, but, like, he had a world-renowned talent in Andy Anderson, and Andy still says Vance was the better of the two trainers. Royce, it's too natural. It's hard to teach when it's natural. Fair, but maybe that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I would say. Back in the last segment, I said WPW should get the title back on AJ and set up AJ versus Tyler Colton. The other thing they should consider doing is keeping it on Bobby Shink and having Chad Daniels as a swarming heel chasing him. I think that's an interesting angle there. You could do the something. People love Chad yeah, Daniels. Yeah, you could do something where he's kind of like underhandedly trying to get that and like, oh, wow, AJ's kind of going for that, but he's kind of underhandedly trying yeah. to do that, that yeah. would be kind of good. It's clever. almost like Sean and Diesel, almost only as heels, one of them is going to go babyface. Maybe they could do that. There's lots of things you could do with that if you had someone proper to produce yeah. these things. I segments. think they're pretty committed to Bobby Shink as champion for a while, but I there's a, there's a lot of talent there that could be that top guy. I think Shink is always going to be the most pot, one of the most popular guys. I don't think he needs the belt to be popular. That's just what I'm saying. Uh, next question. Wait, do we do we talk about Mary Browns this week? We, we haven't <laughs> we talked about it. We always slide that in because you get hungry and you start thinking about wanting it so bad. Did you see the latest online deal right now at Mary through Browns? Through Uber Eats, maybe yeah. through Uber Eats until April twentieth. Buy one get one on either a regular or a spicy Mary if you order on the Uber Eats app. Okay, in Good. Canada, buy one get one. Go out there, get them. Now my question is. Do you prefer spicy or do you prefer regular Big Mary? I prefer spicy. Oh. Wh which spicy do you, spicy or Nashville hot spicy? Nashville. Na okay, see, because there's a spicy, there's Nashville hot, and there's regular. I'm I'm with you, Nashville hot. So but remember, that? now I'm all about the grilled chicken sandwich. I had that last week and sent a picture to, to Mike Davidson. So, you know, well, I mean, that, I'm glad you didn't send a you picture to me. You guys do this <laughs> to screw with me. It's like, you know what, you send it during like peak hunger times, like middle of the afternoon. And you send me a picture of how great your sandwich is. And I'm like, I'm at work and I can't go have one. It's a rip. Well, you it's can a go on the way home or you order on the Uber Eats app, buy one, get one. And hey, get a grilled chicken on the side. Yeah, you so get three. And get Uber Eats to deliver it to the stadium. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, Mike, start doing he's, le he's letting his fingers do the walking right Except now. Except that I can you've prepaid. Here's what happens at the stadium. You prepay, and they come and they say, oh, the Uber Eats order for Mike. Mike who? Oh, I'll just eat this. <laughs> Mike O'Shea. <laughs> yes, exactly. Here, coach, here's the sandwich. Next thing you know, you can see Mike O'Shea with the, that Big Mary sauce yeah. on his face. Yeah, uh, I had Uber Eats here. Uh, oh, you're the Mike. Yeah, no. There you go. All right, mailbag question from Mr. Beautiful. I was always indifferent to Tony Khan on TV, but his Winnipeg appearance was terrible. <laughs> That's true. being nice. 100% true. He needs to not talk at all, which is true as well. <laughs> I have two-part question. Who, in your opinion, is the worst on-air management slash owner character of all time? Who is the best? And also locally um, for those for those roles. Okay. okay. Hold on. Did he say owner slash character? Yes. Yeah, so he's talking about he's, authority. He's talking so. about authority figures. So he's talking about, you know, WWE and he's talking locally as okay, well. Okay. Because I was going to say Mike Adamley, and I think he... Yeah, that Je was pretty Jeff bad. Harvey was a great was a great botch, I would say. Okay, um, but I mean, I don't know. That's a I'm gonna I'm gonna focus more on general manager. Yeah, well, that's a good I'm one. I'm gonna yeah. focus more on owner for great. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, both Bischoff and Vince did it really well at a time. And how about uh, Dixie Carter? I think Dixie gets a raw deal because this Dixie Dixie and Jeff Dick have a lot in common. That they had money to get it started, but they were always looking for the more investment money. Uh, and it's t- talk about a grind trying to raise money to run a wrestling company. Uh, but I think Dixie was a beautiful woman who who could cut up a good promo and and was polarizing, galvanizing. Fees? Oh, uh, well, I would have, yeah, <laughs> without a question. She would have been top of the list. Um, so the best is Vince or Bischoff, obviously. Yep. Um, the worst in that role, anytime Vince Russo took the role of authority, oh, I thought one. he was bad. Good one. Yeah. Uh, on a national level. How about um, Bill Watts, 92 WCW? Ooh, he tried to do it like it was 86 UWF. Mm-hmm. And see, what about. We're going to take the blue mats away from the ring. Hook them horns. Let's go. WCW. <laughs> see, the, the real thing is what he was trying to do. I would love to see, if he didn't get fired for the. Hank Aaron, like Hank Aaron getting mad about his comments about, about African-Americans. I wonder what he could have done given two or three years, if he would have figured it out. Cause he's the reason Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were the top guys in WWE. He was a Bret guy. Um, but he, that was a bad experiment in WCW. And thank God Bischoff was the guy who followed him. Cause he did a lot of things right to save it and never gets enough credit in my opinion. Um, another bad one was Jim Hurd was a bad one. Oh God. Um, he was horrible. So was, to a yeah. certain degree, Jim Crockett, although the, he, it was like a shoot with Jim Crockett. Um, you know, go from there, really. Like, We're coming up with some good ones, actually. Yeah. Some good That's bad on the ones. national, on the local level, John Newen never touched it. So I became the booker. Everyone knew I was the booker and ring announcer. Um, Manos, we talked about Man- Manos. Tom Manos did it fairly well. because the he, beach Manos. He was the commissioner and he was... He was delivering angles. Remember the YouTube video where you, you and me were hijacking the car? Oh, yes, that was we were, good. We were we were, stealing, I was so scared of him. We were <laughs> yeah. stealing the car, and then remember I drove away and I put the windshield wipers on? <laughs> yes, don't put the wipers on. I was like, and don't let Manos know because he, he'll beat the hell out of me. Like, I was playing like I was scared of him as the top heel man. But those vignettes for Manos weren't bad. Yeah, no, Manos was good. And when kind of, again, coached on what to do. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else did it locally. Like, uh, has Danny used an authority figure? I think I, I was the executive ambassador. Yeah, for you you kind of were. But I don't bit. think I was really... No. Like, no. on it's the show. It's just to deliver an angle, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to come up with the guys that did it because nobody's really done the angle of who owned it. Probably because the guys who were being expected to be the owner were like, I wouldn't want to be known as an owner who didn't invest money. Because <laughs> like people are looking at this going, it's it's low budget. So you, what, you're the owner that's cheap? Like, it's yeah, there's not a lot mar- of examples. No, to it's a small market franchise. What does Primo's do? Do they have like a, th- oh. a thing? I don't believe no, they've done No, because he's too busy figure. wrestling. Yeah, Graham wrestles on the he, show. I think he's got an authority figure, but everyone knows it's an angle. Angus McDudley, or whoever that was oh, yeah. with Ringmaster. McFarlane. Yeah, he yeah. would probably be the worst <laughs> the worst owner, but he was a shoot owner and he was just not good. Yeah. Oh, he, he's a listener, so I got to be careful. No offense. Nice guy. Yeah, great, great guy. guy. Great I found guy. him on Facebook, actually, for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. And he commented on a Bishi's comment. Maybe. But, he's like, where's he living? Like northern Manitoba now or something? I'm not sure, but uh, funny story about him. <laughs> what happened to him? He, he used just... to be the ringmaster or the webmaster for CWF. Ernie Todd was the worst owner. <laughs> the worst oh. owner. <laughs> oh, How did we mean? miss this one? And Wayne Stanton was uh. the best, even though he didn't do it as an angle. Um, <laughs> so... 
Angus was the webmaster for CWE and for some, it was like he agreed to do it for next to nothing, but he wanted to be paid cash. Is that how he got into yes. wrestling? So he wanted to be paid cash and it was like, I'm going to do this for next to nothing, but I don't want you to claim it as an expense. So it was like, add it to my wrestling payoff and I'll take care of your website. Well, Ernie decided he was going to write it off as a business expense. And Ugh. Angus was shoot hot because it led to some tax ramifications. <laughs> We're talking less than $500 a year. Prob well, maybe $1,000 a year. It should not affect someone's taxes. But <laughs> Angus was shoot hot about it. It was amazing. And it was typical Ernie. Like, please don't do this. Yeah. Oh, I run everything on the up and up. Well, yeah. no, you don't have yeah. to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ernie for sure is the worst yeah. one. Worst Locally. owner ever. There you go. We need to get him on the show show at some I've point. I've tried. I've added him on LinkedIn every time. If somebody is he knows on LinkedIn. Yes. If somebody knows Ernie Todd, please ask him. Go on the B She show. Mike will treat you like old friends. And I would. I would love to have Ernie on the show, but it'll never happen. All right. You want to get your questions on the Mary Brown's mailbag? Go on Twitter and use the hashtag hashtag Mary Brown's mailbag. You can slide into our DMs as Mike said on Instagram at Total B She's and on Facebook at Total B She's. And don't forget, we have email too, totalbshees at gmail.com. Mike, what do we have in closing? Not much. Ernie Todd for mayor, man. Ernie Todd for mayor. Hey, he's looking for work right now, so he's ready for a new challenge on LinkedIn, apparently. You heard it here first. Well, the new challenge is coming on the B She Show. We'll, we'll, we'll like do tricep poses and talk about booking philosophy. We'll do an invasion. We'll start a wrestling company together. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the romper bumper butt butt delivered by the ice man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gardy, but what I like the most is Kerry delivering the iron claw as only the Vaughn Erics can. Well, the boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R A S S L I N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called and friend. She could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassling. Really hassling. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Kevin Von Erich, when he's really high and flying, I like to see Ric Flair, but he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. Well, I wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls, and I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, last night I dreamed my life was over. There was golden streets and fields of clover and the lights. They were dazzling. 
I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. Young Mike Von Erich with his own iron claw. And I'll never forget the classic matches of the 70s and 80s. Two champions, Harley Race and David Von Erich. St. Peter told me as he let me in, from now on every Monday and Friday, Glenn, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought those advanced tickets. By the way, St. Pete, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? Is Fritz coming up here anytime soon? 